This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Hour two of the Daily Tip starts right now on the BetQL Network. We've got a great hour of programming headed your way if you stick with us. Starting off in this segment, we'll play a little read and react to the top narratives in the NFL. Of course, it's coming down to the wire. The best of the best have yet to be determined, but we will see who the real top dog is in the NFC East when we see the Eagles and Cowboys squaring off. Then at 7.20, Lucy Burge of BetQL stops by to talk. Uh, I'm not sure what. We will see. Huh. Normally, it's something along the lines of pop culture and sports. Maybe she can update us on what's going on in New England and the absolute lack of an offense that we have seen from Bill Belichick's squad or maybe her excitement for the Patriots and Steelers to square off in a game that has a total of 30 points, LOL. Then at 7.40, we're playing Survivor, uh, picking our favorite outright wins in the NFL this week. And not a single one of us have gone undefeated. You would think picking an outright winner in the NFL would be, you know, relatively easy. You just take the big favorites, but it's not always the case. Of course, I had the Jaguars this past week. They lost outright to Jake Browning, and the Cincinnati Bengals. But have you seen this video of Trevor Lawrence like limping away from the field? And I think mm-hmm. the top comment was, do they not have a golf cart? Do right. they not have crutches? Like of all the technology that should be at an NFL field, they had to have two people carry him. Like we don't have a wheelchair. What are we doing here? You know, back in the day, you have to look up these old videos. They used to have these huge helmet carts it was like a golf cart except there was a huge football helmet over it that's what we need to bring back imagine if trevor lawrence is trying to get off the field and all of a sudden you see this huge jaguars helmet on wheels coming out and then he gets into that and leaves the field why why are we regressing in this area why are we going back to crutches and here comes the medical staff for the Jags. They're bringing Trevor Lawrence a cane so he can hobble off the field here. I saw that, too. I'm like, I w- there's got to be a better way. They need to be sponsored by Hoveround. Do you remember those commercials where it was like the Hoveround was at the Grand Canyon and the Hoveround was huh. towing a two-ton van? Like, I don't know why you're 
you know, wheelchair needs to be towing a van, but you know what? The hover round could do it. Those commercials were iconic. Oh, it was amazing. Incredible. <laughs> Bring him a segue. I'm just segue off the field on his own. Anything. The hover round. That was classic. Okay. I forgot question. about that. Yeah. Is it possible to look cool on a Segway? Because I think the answer is always no. Because downtown, I don't know if this is like this in D.C., but in mm -hmm. downtown Nashville, they do these Segway tours. Because downtown yeah. Nashville is not that big. It's very walkable. So they do these Segway tours where everybody has on, like, the dumb helmet, and they're on the Segways, and they just look so stupid. So, like, think of the <laughs> coolest person you know. I was like, okay, okay, let's see who the coolest person I can think of. Like, think of, like, Don Draper in Mad Men. Do you think mm -hmm. he would look cool riding a Segway with one of those dumb helmets on? I think he no. wouldn't. No. Even if he left the helmet off, be like, come on, man, what are you doing here? You're better than this. Don't come <laughs> on the Segway. Mm. No, it doesn't matter. You could put George Clooney on a Segway be like, George, just, come on, man. I'll, you know, I'll get the Uber. Don't worry about it. Let me get you a ride here. You don't need to be doing this. Don't do this. It reminds me of the time I saw a girl. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And <laughs> she was so drunk, and she was trying to get across the crosswalk in one of those little scooters that you can buy in the city. And she oh, kept God. kind of, like, falling over. Oh, yeah. It was, and so she's – and, I mean, she's making a scene. And so she finally gets across the crosswalk and goes about 10 more feet. And then right in front of a business, like this nice little pizza shop on the corner – right in front of their door she goes ah, f it and just drops it and then starts walking <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't say f it i was like what is this and so i actually grabbed this scooter and just like moved it to the side because people couldn't get out of the building i mean oh my god yeah don't do that either scooters segway hover around stay away well then don't come to nashville because drunk girls on scooters is like the state animal of tennessee oh, God. like we got a lot of them at like 10 a.m on like a tuesday you're like i'm just trying huh. to get my coffee and this girl is just swearing and swerving and then puking and parking the the scooters like it's in nashville because we have all of the bachelorette parties and the woo girls but i digress let's get into uh read and react David, you want to hop on here? Do you think there is a single person you can think of that would look cool on a Segway? No, not a person. <laughs> I was going to say, Chelsea, you just not one. No. I think you just came up with a killer great country song. Scooting and puking and playing the games in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> well, there was That's the boot scooting song. boogie. Like, it, there's a scoot in there somewhere. That's a classic. Yeah. Oh, Brooks and Dunn, Boot Scoot and Boogie? Yeah. I sang that this past weekend. Oh, good night. You did? Wow. Yeah. Well, oh, I was what? celebrating. I was celebrating Catherine's mother's 70th birthday, so that's their prime. Everybody's doing line dancing. Get down, uh, turn around, go to town, Boot Scoot and Boogie. You know that song. It was good. So, yeah, we did that. It was really was good. good. That was really oh, good. Thanks. Well, I'm not <laughs> shocked that the karaoke came out if if they were dancing on tables like Jenkson said yesterday. So oh, that's true. <laughs> that did happen. It, they were probably <laughs> dancing on the tables because Jenks was singing "Boot Scootin' Boogie." Right. Yeah, it's your fault, Jenks. It's all your <laughs> My fault. Bad. Sorry about that, guys. All right, so yeah. let's get to read and react number one. Biggest story from week thirteen. 
was the 49ers dismantling the Eagles in Philadelphia. San Francisco is now the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. And Brock Purdy is kind of become a top candidate to win the MVP as well. Is this an overreaction to just one game, Jenks? No, it's not. Everybody wants to think it is. Now, look, it was, let me temper this. It's a bit of an overreaction, a bit of an overreaction. But how much more do you need to see? People are treating Brock Purdy, and I'm not even a Brock Purdy apologist. I don't care either way. But my point is this. Do we not remember last season when he started and they went on this incredible winning streak and then they went to Philly, obviously got knocked out? He was balling out last year. He's doing it again this year. Look at all the stats. We were talking about this yesterday. Whether it's completion percentage, whether it's quarterback rating, whether it's air yards. Chelsea, you brought that up. Even Here's the thing. Sometimes you have to put the name aside. There, there's some sort of inherent bias when it comes to Brock Purdy because of his history, because of his name, because he doesn't have the cachet, because he fell into a great spot. But if you stripped his name away and you just looked at the statistics, you would say, who's this guy? And you know who it is? It's Brock Purdy. Now, is what we're seeing right now partially because of that dominant victory against the Eagles? Yes. But let's not act like San Francisco just suddenly started playing well last week. This has been going on for the better part of a couple seasons now. And you know when it started? When Brock Purdy started playing quarterback. That's when it started. So I don't think it's an overreaction at all. I don't think so either. Like maybe some of the MVP talk for Brock Purdy, but like the stats say that it is absolutely justified. But if you look at the 49ers, when they win, they are absolutely crushing opponents. And not just the cellar dwellers, kind of like the Cowboys are. And in fact, if you look at the NFC, who are the top teams in the NFC? We've got the Niners, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. Well, the Niners have beaten the Cowboys and the Eagles by a combined score of 73 to 29. Pure domination by the Niners. And in fact, the games that they have lost, it's because of the injuries. Because when they don't have Trent Williams on the offensive line, that is a big hole to fill. Like physically speaking, he is a huge guy. Also didn't mm-hmm. have Debo Samuel in some of those losses. So when the the 49ers are at full strength, it feels like they're unbeatable. So the fact that they're the favorite to win the NFC, no, it's not an overreaction. It is the plain, uh, simple truth when it comes to the NFC and also the rest of the league. The Niners are dominating. It is deserved. I'm going to say this. I'm not completely sold on San Francisco. And, and there's one reason and one reason only. There are certain teams that play the regular season well, but then once they get into the postseason, the playoffs, flip that switch like nobody's business. One of those teams happens to be the Chiefs. I don't know if the 49ers have that next level but I'm going to be very interested to watch and see. Last year, they got the injury to Purdy, so I would say right now they look like the best team in the NFL, and Brock Purdy looks like the MVP. So I'm going to agree but disagree at the same time. How do you like that? Wait, 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 wait. Pump the brakes. 
you don't think the Niners are capable of winning in the postseason? This is a team that went on the road to Lambeau when Aaron Rodgers was playing at an MVP level with Jimmy Garoppolo, who threw multiple interceptions, and they still won that game. Never Does said that. that not show how good of a, co- uh, a coach Kyle Shanahan is? Never said I feel like when you combine that level of coaching with this level of talent, like, yeah, it's a solid point to make about the Cowboys because you look at their coach and he looks like he's looking at a Waffle House menu half the time, uh, but not for the Niners. <laughs> I think there are points to be made for the Niners, and the only one is if they have some injuries to key positions, we have seen that they are beatable. And it's not just Brock Purdy. It's guys like Trent Williams, who I think is also one of the biggest parts of their offense. So I think it would be every team is beatable if their key pieces are injured. It's not that I'm saying that they're not winning they're not a winning team in the postseason. I'm saying that there are other teams out there that have shown that if they just get into the playoffs, they know how to take it to that next level that makes it Patrick Mahomes is the number one and above all everything else. I'll 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 say this. He's that LeBron James of the NFL that once he gets into the postseason he tends to play on a different stratosphere than he does in the regular season. And that's what I'm saying is does do the 49ers have what it takes to take care of a, a, a player or a team that, that take it to that next level when once they're in the postseason? I get what you're saying, but the Chiefs team this year is not the dominating force that we have seen in years past. Because I agree with you. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, bar none. But also, we are talking about one team. One team? That's the only team you can say that, you know, maybe has a chance against the Niners? If that's the case, the Niners certainly deserve to be one of the favorites in this conversation. So I think, all right, this is my interpretation, Double D. I'm I'm the double D interpreter here. So <laughs> what it, I think what I think you're saying is <laughs> you're saying I think the horns are gonna win and me you're no, this is what I think. <laughs> the Niners have the ability. They've proven they have the ability, but unlike the Chiefs, they haven't done it before. So you're a little more apt to trust the Chiefs because they tend to raise their level of play and they've been there and done that, and that's something that the Niners haven't done, even though in theory they could. It, something to that nature, yes. I, I okay, teams I that I was. I'll even put Philadelphia in that. I think Philadelphia, once they're in the postseason this year, uh, amp it up even more so. Playoff football is different. Any kind of postseason play is different, and you need to take it to that next level. And I'm just interested to see if the 49ers have that next gear, I guess is what I'm saying. I just don't get the the argument where, where the Niners fit this bill. If we are making this argument, I'm pointing my finger directly at the Cowboys. Like, isn't that the one team you look at the regular season? You say, okay, this is a great regular season team, but do I want to trust him in close games against good teams? No, I don't think you can say that about the Niners. I think you can say that about any team that hasn't proven that they can, they can go to the Super Bowl, whether it be dealing with injury or dealing with postseason, whatever it may be, you have to prove it before you 
you can say, hey, that team can take it to the next level. Philly proved it last year that they can, in the postseason, in those playoffs, they can take it to that next level. So, yeah, there is there is some wonder on whether or not that they can do that. But by that well, metric, are we saying that it has to be a Super Bowl <laughs> team? Like, and that's it? There's no room for any any team except for a Super Bowl team? Well, have improved it. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's my biggest. That's well, then my the biggest. Well, the Eagles haven't proved it either, right? They made it to the they Super lost. Bowl. They've made it to the Super Bowl. They've won a Super Bowl in the last what five years? We'll argue with David during the break, but we've got to pay some bills here. We'll come back from the Daily Tip. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. And we are back on this Women of Wagertainment Wednesday on The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM with Chelsea Messenger. He is Michael Jenkins. In a few minutes, we'll bring in Lucy Burge of BetQL to talk all things pop culture, what's going on in the world, and maybe what's going on with the New England Patriots. Uh, Jenks, you and Lucy during the break were talking about some Netflix show, and I don't think I've ever been (laughs) more disinterested. I think this is how people who are not fans of sports feel Mm -hmm. when two people are having a conversation about sports teams. They're like, just like, what are they talking about? Because there is no feeling of being left out more that when two people are talking about a show that they have watched that's really dramatic and they're just like, oh, but mm-hmm. do you remember this part and this part? And you're just like, no, I don't. I haven't seen it. Uh, so nice job there, guys, making me feel totally left out. Well, Chelsea, the beautiful thing is for you, I'm going to spin this the right way, is that if you're not a sports <laughs> fan, you're not a sports fan. However, it's not like you're not a fan of streaming movies or documentaries or series. All you have to do is watch it. We're talking about Escaping Twin Flames, which has been out for a few weeks now on Netflix. And, I mean, if you have not checked this out, it's bizarre. I dabbled in the whole Twin Flames thing and got into that a few years ago. That's a long story. However, is it a cult? No, it's an idea. It's an idea about love. Sounds like a, a cult. Higher t- <laughs> it, it, well, it, it, this is a cult. Escaping Twin Flames is definitely a cult this whole organization this twin flames university or twin flames whatever they call it during the series but it's an i it's a it's an idea that you can have an elevated love based on a connection that you have with someone and it goes you can go into it and explain it in different ways but and i've thought about this a lot but anyway there is a couple that just decided randomly that they know how to pair you with your twin flame, which is your eternal meant to be love. And they charge people an insane amount of money in order to help them find their twin flame. And then of course, this evolves to the point where it becomes essentially a cult. And then by the end, the couple that started this whole thing, the guy in particular now, of course, what is the next level? Now he's God. Now he is a God. 
and now he's going to start a church. So it starts with, I'm going to help you find love. And by the end, it's, guess what? I'm going to build a church. And that is how cults start. Okay, so hold up. You said you've tried this. I'm going uh, to need not... to hear more. <laughs> well, I did not join anything. I was, how should I put this? I was involved with a girl, a much younger girl, before I met the lovely Catherine when I was after my divorce. And she was really big on finding your twin flame. And so with her, I did a lot of research and learned a great deal about this idea. So having learned about this, having discussed this with someone, I... I was able to discern, especially now looking back, and I didn't get any sort of cult. I didn't pay for anything. I just read and learned about it with someone. But I've come to a realization that at the end of the day, all this is, all this really is, I mean, I love to love them. All this is, is just a nuanced, very social media built ready way of saying you're trying to find your true love. Because when I was growing up, it was, what was the thing? It's What's better than love? It's finding your soulmate. Well, fast forward 10, 20 years, what's better than finding your soulmate? It's finding your twin flame. So it's just a nuanced way of what we've all looked for since the beginning of time, which is love. But it sounds more romantic. There's more details to it. And so it makes you feel like, oh, this is better than just regular love. At the end of the day, it's just love. Because it's not like people 200 years ago. You've heard these stories. People in the early 1900s, a couple that married when they were 18. They they were married for 70 years. They died holding hands. Twin flames, that wasn't a concept that existed back then. Were they not in true love? Did they not really love each other? No. It's it's a concept, but at the end of the day, it's just love. That's all it is. It just sounds, it's something tailor-made for 2023. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ooh, sounds like that girl needed to step away from the crystals. And I think as soon as you started down that road, I was getting the <laughs> ick. And if somebody ever started off like when we were dating saying, like, yeah. Listen, I believe in true flames. I'd be like, all right, well, uh, it's been a great ride because certain things I just the concept itself is not the problem. It's just usually people who are like that are like that in other mm -hmm. walks of life. And it kind of gives me the ick. But this is something that we definitely need to hear Lucy's opinion on. So let's bring her in now. Lucy Burge, BetQL host and host of Back to the Futures each and every Sunday night right here on BetQL. Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Two game. Big puppy. I'm so hyped right now. Anything 
Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Freddy, blue 20, blue 20, hot, hot. Griffin, let go. Wait, 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 Mr. Brady, take your goddamn teddy bear with you. Perfect spiral. Do you like apples? Always Boston strong, it's Lucy Burge. How do you like them apples? Good morning. Once again, we are giving you a lot to digest at 7.27 a.m. on a Wednesday. So what is your take on Jinx's brief walk into Twin Flames range? What do you make of this? Good morning. This is actually the perfect amount to digest because I wake up and I just dive right into things like this every day of my life. Hell yeah. Let's go. This is crazy, actually, Jenks. That I I knew you dabbled into some of this kind of stuff through yeah. like things in your, but never the exploring twin <laughs> flames and I people did. saying like, oh, maybe you're my twin flame, because this it One is soul. a cult. It, the people like these two people in this documentary, which highly recommend. Thank you, Jenks, for the recommendation because mm-hmm. this is this is a watch and a half. This documentary. Because I'm, I'm very glad that you were not in any kind of cult like this. Because this does turn into a cult. And these yes. two people, as soon as in the beginning, this couple, the woman said about when they met, she said he was very into business ideas. I knew where, like, where this could be heading. Because it, this, first of all, you think you know where this is heading and you really don't. But yeah. you know that they are going to scam people out of their brains. Because there are people so... Uh, I would say desperate, but I feel bad for them. They are looking for love and they will do anything. They will pay the exorbitant amounts that these people are charging for twin flame classes and seminars, which become a lifestyle. These two people who you can tell in their videos, they hate each other. They Well, the guy thinks he is yes. God and he thinks he is like the boss of everything. She, the way she looks at him, she despises him. He makes comments during this saying, well, they, they also, they start like a food thing going for, start all sorts of branches of this. And they say, you have to eat all the food that we tell you to make. And they're not even in the same place as these people. They're controlling them, which is absolutely wild. But, the, but one girl said she gained 70 pounds over a couple months and they they said other people were gaining weight in the program too in twin flame universe which (laughs) yes sounds just great (laughs) sign me up um the people said they were gaining weight and he said he looked at the, the his i guess his wife and he was like well you know as she gained weight during our relationship i became even more attracted to her because i didn't think i would because before i met her i thought i had this high standard for women and it's like unbelievable the things he's saying and people are just nodding like yeah one girl gets arrested for we didn't know this that she had a restraining order against her by a guy who they told her to keep her ex who they keep telling her he's your twin flame keep be relentless keep contacting him the opposite 
of the advice she should have been getting at this point. Right. This poor girl ends up getting arrested and they gaslight her into thinking, well, that's your problem. You weren't following the steps correctly of Twin Flame Universe. She comes back from jail and they're like, oh, where, where's she been? You're probably asking because she's been in jail for going filing, not going, um, following a restraining order. We come to find out they turn these people into stalkers and it is so unfair, but it goes in directions that are absolutely insane. So there are levels to twin flame-ness and I like I, I've looked into it and like how oh this person might be my twin flame. But um mm -hmm. one of the texts of the guy who filled the well, beans throughout life been like, oh well maybe like <laughs> this person's my twin flame or or it's like I'm gonna be like you are my twin flame which is what these people are telling their exes and the guy that texts from the guy oh, no. with the restraining order literally saying stop texting me you are not my twin flame it is so sad but That's yeah sad. there have been times for sure when you look into I've, I've looked into horoscopes and like I've done the thing where you look at a guy's horoscope and you look at your horoscope and see if maybe there are parallels. But that is as far as I have gone when it comes to twin flames in the universe maybe connecting people. And there are a lot of things you can believe about that, but I think when you're trying to profit off of someone wanting to find love in such a way and manipulating them to the point where you control their whole life, I think that those two people should be in prison forever. It, but I mean, this I could do a, ten podcasts on this show, Jenks, because this is insane. This it's, show is incredible. It's crazy. Please don't. <laughs> Chelsea, you can. I say, on. I say, please do. I want to hear the Lucy Birch podcast where all you do is, you know what? There are podcasts like this everywhere, and they'll just take down a series and break it down over numerous episodes. You could absolutely do that. Oh, a hundred percent. If I got a random text that was just like, you are my twin flame, and from a number I didn't know, I'd be like, oh, let's explore this. Like, you get into that thing. <laughs> no, but you get into that thing where you believe, like, yes. the universe is sending me my twin flame. If I was in that in that cult, I would be like, yeah, this person who I just... And they all the people who they say, this is your twin flame, mm -hmm. they hate each other they they want to yes. believe that they are in love but they're not and it's like well the universe god said that i'm this is my twin flame but my favorite part in the whole thing was when the guy they they turn it into a religion so that they don't have to pay people and they so they say right. that you awakened to god of course and so the guy starts saying that he is jesus and starts slowly like his hair gets longer and longer and he wants to <laughs> be a beard Yes, the progression of those two people who are running the whole thing is the part I tried to focus on because it's just sad if the, the rest of the people who are duped by this were sad. But the two people running the whole thing are actually, if you look at it in a vacuum without the damage they have done, it's kind of hysterical. The way they're like parodies of people, they're real people, but they are almost yeah. to the point of parody of people running a cult. It is unbelievable how this ends up happening like they're they, they must sit there and be like these people we actually did this like we can make people believe this which is sad but it is it is mm -hmm. very striking a uh, mirror to society of how some people are just um it's it's just sad i think but I, the, as a show very interesting <laughs> it is twists and turns you, you wouldn't believe so we got about two and a half minutes here lucy have you ever come close to maybe and i'm not saying I appreciate the idea of love, so I'm not dismissing that outright at all. But have you ever been close to maybe getting involved in anything where you kind of got to the edge and you were like, oh, 
I I need to because I was kind of there on the edge. I wasn't going to join anything, but also it was born out of desperation more than anything else. Like you're you're desperate for anything that makes you feel good, right? So have you ever been involved in a situation where you kind of get close to the edge of something? And you realize I think this is a bad call. There have been things, not so much. Um, I, well, there was a there was a psychic that I used to see once in a while, okay. and I believed in it. She was more of like a life coach psychic, and you like mm-hmm. you pay per per like time you go, and it's not even that much. And it's just like they they she gives you advice, and some things were spot on, so I kept going. And she became like a not friend because I wouldn't ever talk to her, but I'd see her kind of frequently. Then she started into well my crystal reading sessions. They're like $400, but you really need to cleanse your aura. And that's when I was like, okay, something does, you feel it in your stomach and you feel where it's like, well, you know, you have to like, she's a psychic. So she knows how much, how much you can pay for things because she knows what's going on in your life and when you're lying to her. So you start (laughs) thinking like, well, if I say, well, you know, I got to save up for that. She knows that you have the money for this. And so then I I had to kind of move away from that because it's, you start feeling like i I would be really crazy to pay this money for this that I don't know if this is going to do anything, but I can see where you can spin someone's mind to, you hear these stories about people who yeah. they've spent $200,000 on psychics. And it's just like, God, you, but, but in that moment I could see myself saying, yes, I will pay $400 for you to cleanse my aura. And I, but I could see it, but, but the part of my brain that was thinking in, in the reality sphere was like, don't do it. Do not do it. And so I didn't do it, but I could see where you keep, if you get, you keep getting emails like, Hey, sign up for this. What happened? Ugh. I think wow. that's when it starts to feel predatory. <laughs> like you are preying on people's most desperate hopes in life, their life love, you know, what's going on with their future. And that's what feels icky to me. Gives me the ick. Yes. All right. We got to get to break. Up next here on The Daily Tip, uh, we say goodbye to Lucy Birch. Thanks for stopping by. Up next, it's Survivor Picks. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM. (laughs) On the Bet QL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by Bet MGM on the Bet QL Network. Whew. We always go down a road that nobody expects when Lucy Birch comes on. Uh, she was on last segment. If you ever miss any segments from our show, you can always download the podcast. Just search the Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast. And we were talking about the Netflix show, Twin Flames, and I have not seen it, so I had a little FOMO there. But I think the bottom line was, when we know somebody is desperate for love, for money, for them to be more attractive, people will Mm -hmm. go to just about any lengths. And I feel like you kind of see this in the gambling world a little bit, where people, Mm -hmm. every single tweet that I post, there is something underneath that says, guaranteed winners join the discord and i think our goal as a show is to never skew towards that side i think you always need to know that gambling has inherent risks we are doing our best to handicap these games but in no way are we saying Mm -hmm. oh this is how you're gonna pay the mortgage you're gonna play our picks you know and not even listen to the justification and just join the discord jinx have you ever joined one of these discords 
Like occasionally I will be curious yeah. because you see, especially in NBA player props, there mm -hmm. are parlays that they hit that are just like lotto tickets. And they Crazy. post and you're like, man, does this person know something? Like, do I need to be joining this discord? But also they never post all the losing ones. So like, that's what right. grinds my gears about the gambling world. So if we're talking about like, you know, people who are taking advantage of others, I never want to be put in that boat because I know gambling and of course the gambling media can get a very bad rep. I totally agree. There's one person that I follow online and he's always talking about his discord, join the discord and he's hitting these massive parlays. He's hitting these incredible plus money bets on a regular basis. However, I don't ever see losses. I just see wins, 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 and that's not how sports betting works. And to highlight that point, one of the odds makers, one of the bettors that I respect most in this industry is Kenny White, who is known as the Wizard of Odds. And Kenny is out in Vegas, and I've talked to Kenny numerous times, and he's exceptional at what he does. And I'm just saying something that he posted on Twitter not too long ago, and he said, Gambling is, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, gambling is very humbling. I went 4-0 two days ago, 0-4 yesterday. And Kenny is as good as it gets. Seriously, he is always on point, knows his stuff, wins more than most. And even he's saying, man, you know, it's you just never know. It's sports betting. And that is the truth. So when I when I see someone constantly posting about all their wins, all their wins, but they never own up to their losses, then you just kind of have to raise an eyebrow and realize that's just not how it works. Right. Even the best gamblers on planet Earth yeah. are losing bets. And I am not here to say that there are not very talented and skilled bettors out there, because there certainly are. But I'm just saying those people are probably on an island somewhere. And those people mm -hmm. are probably very anonymous. You probably will ne never hear from them. So I think you need to be wary of some of the people who are saying, oh, this is the mega whale lock of the day. Right. And also like the vernacular. <laughs> I think that's a red flag. When you see somebody who talks like that in all caps, I think that is my red flag to slowly, slowly walk away. Like, I don't think I could ever talk like that. Like, I know it's part of the sales pitch, but it just I feels guess. so phony to me. Well, and also we are, we've never made ourselves out to be these expert, sharp handicappers. And even then that I don't want to sell job. If you want to tell me about how right. you're, how well you're doing, be real with me, be authentic with me because I can relate to that. I can't relate to the sales job. That makes it worse for me. It, it's like someone trying to sell you a car. It's like, listen, I already want the car. I don't need you going over the top here. You're making me a little weary as to how you're approaching this. And so when I hear someone say, oh, mega whale can't lose three, you know, whatever. Okay, are you sure? Because, again, if that were true, we'd all be doing it. We'd all be making tons of money, and that's just that's just not the way it goes down. Also, it almost mirrors, like, success in life. Like, the people that are the most successful usually don't have to shout it from the rooftops. Like, the people who are, like, throwing, you know, the fancy cars and whatever in your face, mm -hmm. a lot of times those are not the people who are actually successful. Yep. They're trying to put on the front of them being successful. So, I don't know, just my two cents. Thought I would chime in there. All right, so let's do a little Survivor this week and see who we think wins outright in the NFL. Too many 
can be only one. Who will survive? All right, so you would think that this would be easy. Picking one team to win outright in the NFL each week. There is a contest in Las Vegas at Circa uh, that's the Survivor Contest, and they actually have harder rules than we do. We actually have easier rules. All of uh, ours is you just need a team to win, not cover. If a team you pick loses the week you pick them, you can't use them again the rest of the season, and you only can't use the same team in back-to-back weeks. In the actual contest, you can't use the same team at all for the rest of the season. So there is some strategy involved there. But even with the easier rules, none of us are undefeated. All of us have at least one loss. So talking about being transparent, there you go. It's tough. So with that being said, Matt, you have done especially well. I think you're leading the pack for us. 11 and one on the season. You can't use the Eagles the rest of the year. Who's your survivor pick? You know, my first choice was the Steelers, and then I remembered Mitchell Trubisky's the starter, and I was oh. like, eh. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm actually siding with our executive producer, Bill, who is currently on a plane back to DC. We are both taking the Packers over the Giants on Monday night. Packers stock up, Giants stock has been just down for like, what, two months now? I mean, they're kind of back in the chase at four wins, but I really just, I, I think the Packers are just going to crush them. I like that pick a lot. And I think there's a reason that multiple people on the show are going to be on it. All right. Next up on the list, uh, Bill has the Packers over the Giants. He's not here. Like you said, he's on a plane. So next we'll go to David. David, who do you like in Survivor this week? I'm actually going super chalky this week. Taking the Texans over the Jets. Because why not? Let, let me let me <laughs> let me re, re, regurgitate Matt's saying Texans up Jets down <laughs> it's just one of those how can you not CJ Stroud is probably one of the hottest quarterbacks not just rookie quarterbacks but quarterbacks in general and then you have uh either Boyle or a Zach Wilson who isn't sure if he really wants to play so, yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to leave Texans. Tim Boyle got released. Oh, did he really? Oh, no. So, who is the quarterback? Yes. Do we even know? The, he wants Probably Zach Simeon. Wilson, but Zach Wilson's like, man, I don't know if I feel like yeah, playing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm when Zach the Wilson's doing that? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to take the Texans. Ugh, dire straits for the New York Jets who are cruising well below cruising altitude high in the sky. Mm, pretty dangerous over there. All right, so next up we'll go to you, Jinx. Jinx, who do you like in Survivor? Dolphins going with the Dolphins. That's an easy pick. I'm sorry, Chelsea. I respect you as my co-host. I respect your Titans fandom. But, man, this line has gone from minus 13 to minus 14. Dolphins are at home. Titans have been a wreck on the road. This is just an easy pick. Let's go, Miami. Yeah, the Titans aren't trying to win games at this point. No. As a Titans fan, I am rooting for them to lose. Like, I don't want, you know, a seven-win season. 
Like, what good does that do us in the future? Nothing. So I actually want them to lose every single game for the rest of the season. All we need is Will Levis to get some reps in there. So I will be rooting for you, and I will be rooting for the Dolphins there. As for my survivor pick, I'm going to go with the Packers over the Giants. Yes, the Giants have won two games back-to-back, but they have beaten the Commanders, whose defense has got awful, and the Patriots who, need I say more, they lost 6-0 to the Chargers uh, last game. So I will go with the Packers here in primetime. The Giants do not scare me. And the Packers look like they are playing much better football as of late. I am not overacting too much to their win over Kansas City, but still a team that has found its way. And I want to say they found love in a hopeless place. I'm trying to remember (laughs) the sign that a fan was holding. It was a Taylor Swift song. That had something to do with love. And I am so bad of a Taylor Swift fan. I can't remember what the song was. Did anybody see this? The the f- sign that the fan was holding. It was a Taylor Swift song that had something to do with love. Number 10 anybody was know? writing his own love story. Oh, it was a love story. I think it was. Yes. It's a love story. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Oh. Yep, number 10 is writing his own love story. That was what the oh. sign said. See, I didn't even know, like, the reference. That's the problem. People love to refer uh, refer to Taylor Swift songs, but I'm just like, which one is that? That's the problem. Like, everybody is expected to have baseline knowledge of Taylor Swift songs, and it's very frustrating. Like, can you imagine Al Michaels trying to figure that one out? Which, good luck for him calling this next game. The Patriots and the Steelers. Ugh. All right, so now I'm going to open up the floor, and if anybody disagrees with any of these picks, speak now or forever hold your peace. Hmm, I'm looking. I don't know. Does anyone think that the Giants have a chance? I don't think so, right? Tommy DeVito! I mean, we've seen how bad the Packers can be. That's the, maybe? Maybe? I'm just trying to come up with something. Let's go after Lucy. Lucy's pick of the Pittsburgh over the Patriots, I do not like. Just because you don't know which Pittsburgh football team is going to show up. It's fair. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't want to pick. He's going to show up. Right. He's at least an NFL quarterback. Like, I'll say that. Like, it's a very low baseline, but still. The Steelers are fully capable of not scoring, you know, more than two touchdowns. And, you know, the Patriots, they're not good. But neither of these teams are good. Do you really want to pick your survivor play in a game that has a total of 30 points? No, I won't. I think I won't. Good luck to you if you do. All right, top of the hour next here on The Daily Tip. We will take our first look at the biggest games in the NFL this week. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.